Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio show. I'm Dawn DeBrantz and my co-host, Mr. Peter Mingles, is here. Peter's right here. Peter's here. And um, we have a fabulous band on with us tonight. We have Gaia. And uh, with Gaia, we have Alicia and Aura. Welcome to both of you. Hello. Thank you. And one of you, I think it's, um, I think it might be Aura, has some some background noise over there. I don't know if we've got some traffic going on. I see the 310 area code. Are you in traffic in L.A. right now? <laughs> I am. It could just be about three more minutes. I really apologize to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just hit mute if there's a car going by or a Harley, and we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to both of you, and um, you know I've been I've had the pleasure of listening to some of your music for the past few weeks. But um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about you and the music that uh, that you've come together to create? All right, how about you start? Okay, I'll I'll take the lead there then. <laughs> um, uh, basically, our music. Um, it, you know, kind of has a, an earthy feel to it, you know, folky, but mixed with some pop and jazz. Um, and I think it's actually serendipitous that today is Earth Day. So happy Earth Day, everybody. Happy Earth Day. Uh, as it is. And and uh, our name Gaia is actually the uh, version of Mother Earth. So, like I said, pretty pretty cool that today is Earth Day. We're doing this interview. Um yeah, so our music is pretty, um, like I said, pretty earthy. We've got uh, guitar, violin are the main instruments with vocals and harmonies. Um, yeah, we've been playing around for three years now and really loving it. So That's really awesome. Anything? And so were, were both of you musicians before you came together is, or, and then you just bumped into each other? Or, you know, were, did you begin together? Um, actually. We were both musicians beforehand. I think it, Ara will agree that we've been musicians pretty much all of our lives. Um, I started the violin when I was eight. Ara started singing uh, Lithuanian folk harmonies with her mom when she was just a little girl. So we've been we've been doing this a long time. That's really awesome. And um, so you both started with folk. And so, you know, you've kind of just um, created this really mellow vibe together. And and I know that it's really, um, if I listen to you guys, my pulse comes down. I'm not so stressed. It's like, (laughs) I got to tell you, it's really, really nice. It's it's a really mellow vibe. So um, how long have you been, how long have you been composing together? Uh, well, we started playing together about, I guess it's around three years ago now in May. Um, we ha- we did our first open mic, and we just loved it. It was more for fun, actually. Uh, she had written a new song and, and had written a violin part for it and wanted some harmonies to it, and we just kind of 
you know, did it for fun, but had such a great response from it from the from the crowd, and and we just had so much fun doing it. We're like, you know what? Why don't we just why don't we start doing this for real and see see what happens? So. Very nice. Very nice. Are both of you moms? Both of us what? Are both of you moms? Neither Mom? one. No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. No. Okay. <laughs> no. I just, I, I just had this feeling. I'm like, are you mommies? Because it's, um, it's really very spiritual, very supportive music, and and uh, like people who tend to to want to see a better world, you know. And I just really love what you mm. guys are doing. So, so cool. Peter. Peter's right here. Peter, you're so good at at finding out what's behind the behind the music here. So, yeah. so let's let's do some Peter. Okay. So with the <laughs> with the uh, fear of sounding as if I have everything that all of our guests have, um, my background was is Italian. I was kind of born up Italian, but my dad and his parents were really born Lithuanian, and Ooh, they have oh, never. Nice. <laughs> so. <laughs> So it's not like, you know, if anybody, you know, like the hypochondriac in me is like, I ran out of nationalities after this. It's either Italian or Lithuanian. And I have never heard anyone sing Lithuanian folk or even have any concept of that. So for those people that are unfamiliar with Lithuania, it's kind of like a little teeny-weeny country that becomes part of Russia every once in a while, if you know what I mean. So it's somewhere near the Black Sea. And it's um, right on the Baltic. Yeah, right on, right on the Baltic, right. And and it's something I don't really know a lot about, so I'm really interested in learning about where that influence came from because my mom always used to tease my dad that Lithuania was like Poland. Like, she, she used to call him Polish as opposed to Lithuanian. So that's where my back, that's where my connection over here is. I'm really excited to be able to listen to more of your music. I heard a couple of, uh, I heard, you know, lots of the little snippets, and I'm watching the videos and fascinated by the presence that you guys have in the great music, but where does Lithuanian influence come from, if at all? Let Ara take that over. <laughs> I think it's definitely in the harmonies. There's kind of an emotional tug that happens with the right kind of harmony. And my mother always, I remember when we would be on road trips with my family, and my mom would always sing a harmony to whatever I was singing, the melody. And I remember kind of being annoyed when I was little. Why can't you just do the same thing I'm singing, you know? But And then it kind of got in my head, and now whenever I hear something, I automatically hear what's kind of missing, and I and I want to hear it more filled out with those harmonies that are, it just makes it more dynamic and more interesting and just more, more emotional. And uh, so it just kind of became innate. Thanks to my mother, and uh, and then I went to Lithuania when I was about ten years old, and there was a a family friend who had a party, and it was about twenty people, and all they did was just drink some some liquor and sing for about four hours, five part harmonies, and it was just I just sat there in awe. This is just it's amazing, and sometimes they would cry and just I mean, mm. but it's just I think it helps build songs and now I I really love Simon and Garfunkel also their harmonies Indigo Girls Dixie Chicks they're they've just got it down so yeah. I think that's where also we were inspired from from them as well you know when I heard you I thought I thought of the Indigos um, instantly so you can definitely mm-hmm. hear the inspiration of both them and the Dixie Chicks in, in your music 
it's it's really really beautiful and so yeah, i'm a, i'm a vocalist and so that that was the first thing that i heard and the it just cool. absolutely is beautiful stuff really beautiful stuff thank you sorry, so much sorry i'm just convincing yeah, peter you. carry on yeah that's okay so, so that's it like i'm done with nationalities so that's it like irish people whatever i can't help but really excellent things i'm always interested in the backstory like how you got started with music and then also where music was for you and then how did you guys meet together and kind of get that whole thing started? I love the blend. It looks like you have a great stage presence. You're, you're, you guys are both attractive in every way. You can play music. You have great lyrics. I mean, it's just the whole package. So cool. when did you start? How did you guys come together? I know you said a little bit about that, but I really love the backstory. Like, you know, we were sitting up on stage and then something happened, so go ahead. Okay, sure. Um well, uh, we were working at an acupuncture office in Santa Monica, and um, like many of the people together, that like secretaries or like like yeah. practitioners or stuff like that. Yes, in the front end, and we were. It's a really hands-on kind of job where you're dealing with helping patients who are often not feeling their best. There, no one's there because they want to be. Everyone's looking for some healing. And so we would we would be there and try to kind of brighten their day, and that's the environment in which we met. And it was um, on one of those days where one of us was kind of singing or something, and then we came across the – we realized that we both have that similar history, that we both had lessons in opera, and I studied some jazz as well, jazz singing. And then I <laughs> – Alisa, you want to take it from there? Right. <laughs> the clarity. The clarity. Oh, yes, Clarity. Okay, well, basically the story behind that was that, um, you know, I, I my my degree in vocal performance at the uh, Cal State University Northridge. I studied opera there, and I was, you know, like, like Ara said, we were working at the acupuncture clinic. I had graduated a few months before that and was just kind of feeling a little lost, not really sure how to proceed with my career and not really sure what direction I wanted to take. And I remember coming to work one morning, and I just I looked over at R, and I was like, man, you know, I, just, I need some clarity right now. And her response was, R. I just wrote song clarity, <laughs> which I did. And actually, actually, song called Clarity is the first song that we're going to play in about two minutes. So tell us about mm-hmm. the song called Clarity. Perfect. <laughs> You're breaking up really bad. I think it's Aura. Are you breaking up right now? I'm yeah. right here. I wonder. Oh, okay, good. Aura's still there. So, Aura, do you want to explain the song? So, yeah. Clarity, it's a mix of, uh, it's basically about a friend of mine who would always have these ways of saying something, giving advice without really telling me what she thought I should do. And it was just one of those wise people that no matter what, she would just ask the right questions to just make me figure out the answer myself. And it was that kind of kind of an... Okay. So we're she's, she's, she's going in and out, but we are just about two minutes away from our break, so we're going to go ahead and take it now. So hopefully she'll get to where she's got some clarity of her signal. <laughs> so here is Clarity by Gaia here at the Dash.
Dash Radio, and just a really quick little commercial. If you haven't gotten your Serious the Movie tickets for the online streaming event of the, well, it's the premier online streaming event, following the uh, Las Vegas red carpet premiere, make sure you get on over to the dashradio.com forward slash Serious hyphen the hyphen movie. That's the dashradio.com forward slash serious hyphen the hyphen movie. And uh, if you're listening to this radio show, you can go ahead and just click on the link that says get your tickets to Sirius the movie or something right in the show description that you're looking at. So 
make sure you get those tickets and and uh, support the process of the number one crowdsourced movie in history of the internet and uh, and make sure that the grassroots movement keeps going in their marketing efforts because they're really working to support a totally brand new consciousness in uh, in movie viewing so and and in movie funding so support the arts and uh, get on over to the serious uh, the serious event so. That was my shameless plug for Sirius. I don't know if the two of you have seen what this thing is all about, but uh, since this is Earth Day and um, these guys are super, super conscious conscious of what's going on extraterrestrially out there and um, what things are going on in energy for the planet, and um, it's a really cool way of going ahead and creating a movie. And they've crowdsourced the movie, and now they are finding a whole new way of distributing the movie and I really felt that this is such a big thing for the arts in general, you know. People can crowdsource and crowdfund their, their albums and their brand new, you know, music ventures and their new film ventures. And you can get out there and, and, uh, and promote and do it in a way that, that the studios don't even touch the thing. Um, how have you found the new way of doing music <clears throat> to, to be impacting you? Have you guys... Um, funded any of your CDs that way? Have you have you sold tickets online? Have you used any of what's what's new out there in technology to to move your business along? Um, no, we haven't used any of those sites yet, but it's it's definitely something that that we thought about. Um, you're right. A lot of artists today have been able to uh, to fund their projects, which is amazing. Um, you know, we don't have to to go to the big the big guys to uh, um, do it for us. Therefore, it's on our terms. So we're definitely looking forward to doing something like that in the future. Maybe even to record our next our next album. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's an amazing tool that artists have nowadays. So. Absolutely. I mean, I just think it's such an amazing thing, you know, that, you know, seven-year-olds are getting out there and getting their music career started, and, you know, they've got YouTube channels, and it's just, it's an amazing way that the people can speak, you know, if if they like your music, you can actually succeed, and it doesn't have to be because some guy at some label picked you, you know, it, it's a really amazing amazing time to be able to 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 be out there, you know. We have a lot more advantages these days than we used to. So, Peter, right, I grabbed the mic. I didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> no worries. Peter's um, the one who always gets everybody talking about their backstories, and we love to know how people, you know, how people, like, really, where did your music come from? You know, Lithuanian folk music is is beautiful, and you've got five part harmonies and and all. But each of these songs took, you know, came from somewhere. You know, tell us about tell us about how you guys started writing music. Hmm. Ara. Okay, and before I say that, I'd like to apologize for the earlier um, technical difficulties. Going to be good for now. Um, so. Songwriting, I think the first song I wrote was when I was about 16 years old, and then I kind of took a break. And then um, it's interesting that such creativity for me occurs when I'm going through difficult times, and I've heard that I'm definitely not alone in that. And there was a year that I spent teaching English in Korea, 
And there were a lot of times when I was kind of lonely, and I, I went there with the purpose of doing some soul searching. And that's where I actually picked up the guitar for the first time. I borrowed a friend, and I I just started learning some chords and then just kind of playing around with different progressions. And then I would kind of just let the songs develop on their own and just see what the songs wanted to become in some way, like a sculpture might kind of just all on its own when you're creating it. That's kind of how I feel with a song. We just kind of let it evolve and just kind of mull it over for a few days and, and then kind of just develop on its own. And then I just, it goes in waves and it just became this kind of addictive thing for me. So I'm completely passionate about songwriting and, and, um, I no, think that's, that's really awesome because when I was in uh, Thailand, I uh, I was inspired to go ahead and, and get a guitar. And by the time I was um, on the island and we were making jewelry, and I think that just being on the road in, in that capacity, like seriously out there in the planet or on the planet somewhere in the middle of nowhere that nobody knows you, it's an amazing place to source your to source your song, you know, to actually go ahead and and find yourself and your music and whatever that that creative spirit that that gets prompted by that level of isolation. I think. I mean, you're you know you're you're surrounded by a million people, but you're uh, totally and completely alone, and it's a place to really find yourself. I think that's pretty pretty totally. dead on. <laughs> yeah, I think you know it. it it's, Something that also comes from, like you were saying, being isolated, uh, I think silence has is, you know, is a big part for me. I love just surrounding myself with silence. I think that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from. Um, you know, that, that's where I can hear myself think. <laughs> so I think when you can get yourself out of your daily routine and, you know, and traveling definitely does that. Um, it really can be a good source of inspiration. But she's rarely science. I am a vocalist. <laughs> and is it the same for you, Alicia? Uh, yeah, you know, I started um, actually writing poetry when I was very young. I've always been uh, very big on writing, and that was uh, definitely how I uh, expressed myself I'm not very, I'm not always very good at expressing myself verbally. So, yeah, I think I was able to do that a lot better through my writing. And so I started off writing poetry and uh, short stories even. And then, of course, you know, the music, I think it was just kind of a natural progression that the music would, you know, combine with the poetry. And, um, yeah, it just kind of came from there. It's been an interesting journey. <laughs> So. Absolutely. And what do you guys find that the business impacts in your music? I mean, you know, everybody who is an artist comes into their art and they find their music or whatever it is that's their art form. Um, and then there's the part where it becomes a business. And um, this mm -hmm. is an entrepreneurial radio show. And so it's always important to our listeners, you know, because there's there's so many people out there that have just really beautiful gifts but they can't get them sold, you know, or they don't know if they can get them sold or they're afraid to sell. And so how did you guys get your business off the ground? How is the business of the music working for you? 
Well, um, you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to have an amazing family, and my dad uh, was able to invest in our first album, and hopefully one day we will be able to pay him back and then some um, through selling the music. And uh, yeah, I mean that that's pretty much how we got started with the with the business side of it. But you're right, the, it's you know it, it is especially now that the power is in the artist now, it's it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse, you know. I mean, we've got more power and more say when it comes to our art, but then we also do have the responsibility of the business side of it now. And that can, that can prove to be uh, pretty challenging. But, again, like you mentioned previously, they do have a lot of crowdfunding websites and, and, and projects like that that are very helpful to, to artists in today's, you know, in today's world. So, um, yeah, and hopefully the music will just start to fund itself and and then, uh, you know, get the ball rolling, and, and that's usually how it goes from there, I think. You know, we, we spoke to... We spoke to um, one of our other gals. Her name is Rachel uh, Fields, I believe is her last name, and she mm-hmm. talked to me about how, you know, they did tons. She did tons and tons and tons of work um, ahead of time before she started actually started to make some money. And mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that some of the typical artists and stuff like that, you do a, you do maybe a hundred shows or a thousand shows or whatever it might be before it actually starts to click and you get your lucky break. Right. And then you have to kind of go through that whole thing. And she effectively said, you know, she played for a lot of cheeseburgers. So, you know, and and it's kind of neat that we go through this sort of stuff because we call this the Dash Radio. And the Dash Radio is, you know, you you started on a, a birth date and then you're done, you know, whenever that date is. And everything in between represents the Dash. And many times the people that are closest to you really know what that means. But they don't always know the sacrifices. They don't always know the commitments. They don't always know the perseverance. They don't always know the ups and the downs, the stuff that might feel good, the stuff that hurts, and all of those types of things. And that's why I'm always fascinated by the story. And the reason why I'm fascinated by the story is this way at least I know what success might look like. So if you're just working for a cheeseburger, you know, just to kind of get somebody in the front of you with the mic and things like that, or you have an interesting story of like, oh my gosh, I never have to do that again, then I guess at every one of those levels you were successful because you were progressively working towards that worthwhile goal. And that was a definition I learned about success a long time ago, is you have to progressively work towards that worthwhile goal. And I would imagine that I, you gals are really very talented and you are really well, you know, stage present is excellent. And you, it looks like you're perfectionist as far as those things are concerned. And you look like you actually get along. I've been watching the videos. You actually look like you like each other, which is really kind of interesting. <laughs> which is interesting because you could look at each other. You know, you're looking at each other and you kind of like, you know, uh, uh, how would I say? Uh, 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 it's, you see the, the mutual respect. It's like, wow, it's her turn and she's going to sing. And you, the other one's glancing at the other say, wow, what a great job. <laughs> so you like what you're doing. But sometimes it's not all easy. You know, so can you share with us that little bit, you know, like the challenge? Like, here you are, you're in the acupuncturist thing, and then you had to go to your boss and say, we quit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're going to have to tell you that when, when they get back, because first they, they have to tell us about the song, The One, before we play it, which is okay. in a minute. Okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> you got to tell us about the song, The One. Sure. Uh, the One is, is uh, 
one of our acoustic songs. We don't have any beat to it. It's literally just a guitar and two voices. And I and I think that's you know I love it because that's where we kind of came from. Is you know we, our first shows were were all acoustic. It was just the two of us. We lately have been playing with uh, you know bass and a drummer and uh, sometimes a cellist. But uh, but sometimes I just love going back to that rootsy uh, sound, just acoustic. It's, you know, very refreshing sometimes. And in terms of yeah. lyrics, it's, it's definitely, it's about that moment when you realize that you're really feeling somebody and you're really enjoying their company. And there's a small part of you that's just, or a big part that's really hoping it's mutual. Lovely. Okay, so this is The One by Gaia here at The Dash. Months of flying on by, no we can do is try to make the most of each day.
Dash Radio. I'm Dawn Wright DeBrant, and Mr. Peter Mingles is here, and we have Gaia. And before we get back to get Peter's question, burning question answered, I just got to make another plug. So if you haven't bought your tickets for Sirius, the movie, make sure you get on over to the dash radio.com forward slash Sirius hyphen the hyphen movie and uh, buy your pre-ordered tickets so that we can go ahead and support their fabulous new venture into the extraterrestrial film and documentary that they've done. And back to Peter. Now, ask that question again so we can get an okay. answer. They've got 15 minutes to answer it. <laughs> okay, all right, good. Well, you know, we're, I, I guess part of the challenge that I always have is when I first got started in sales, my manager really never told me what success looked like. So therefore, when things happened, I had to kind of filter that information myself. Am I on track? Am I off track? And what I found many times is everything counts. So everything counted. The the demos that went well, the demos that didn't go well. Sometimes I learned more by the mistakes that I made or the bad things that happened than I did from when everything went smoothly. And I could imagine that as you're as you're going through the things, you guys are you guys. I say guys, you gals are so. Mm-hmm. wonderful at what you do and it and it seems to come out so naturally and there's no reason why you can't be selling a bazillion records but there's always got that entrepreneurial story like in part of your dash it's kind of like oh no peter you know we 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 did a couple of shows or we've done a hundred shows maybe for free and sometimes we play it a little teeny weeny thing we just do it for the practice and who knows what maybe we'll get our lucky break and i know you guys are doing the tour but can you share with us what success looks like, you know, as you're building it, one step at a time? You know, maybe you work for cheeseburgers at one time, or maybe you do some <laughs> stuff for free, or maybe there was, you know, a couple of years prior to that where you're just kind of feeling yourself out. So give us that for all those people that are wanting to reach the level that you guys are at right now as far as that level of perfection, because I really like everything that I see. But tell us about maybe the guy or the gal that's sitting out there, maybe they have some music in them. What was it like to actually start from the thought process to where you are now? Hmm, That's a very good question, very complicated question with a complicated answer. Um, We have 15 minutes. Dawn tells me that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, That's right. You know, success is is relative, and it's different for everybody. And um, I think that a very important thing to to have going into into whatever endeavor you're going into is to kind of have a clear idea of what you want to get out of it. I think that, you know, as long as you've got a very specific um, goal in mind, that will definitely help keep the focus um, and in some ways, you know, almost somewhat of tunnel vision, you know, just kind of, you know, block everything else out. And it's obviously easier said than done. Um, but I, I think what I love about the industry nowadays is the kind of the grassroots uh, way that people do find success now. You, you definitely pay your dues. You do pay, play those hundreds of shows. Sometimes for cheeseburgers, sometimes for drinks, you know, or dinner or what, you know, what have you. Um, and it's just, you know, it's the building blocks. It's one step at a time. And I think another important thing is to set small goals because sometimes when you look at the big picture, it's so overwhelming and so daunting that you can easily get um, paralyzed and, uh, and, and discouraged, definitely, because there's, you know, it's a very – 
it's a very um, saturated field right now. So, you know, music especially, I think it's it's very hard to kind of make yourself stand out. So, um, and, and because of the, the easy accessibility that people have nowadays with being able to fund their own projects, which is great, but then again, you do have the oversaturation. So, like I said, set small goals, and like you said, it's it's great to to accomplish one of those smaller goals because it it is a success. Even it, it doesn't matter how small it is, it's a success, and that's that's a very motivating factor, and that can keep you on track as well. So that's kind of how I look at it, and um, and yeah, just be focused, have a very clear vision of what you want. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that you put that energy out there and the universe will, in time, uh, respond to it. So, Aura, do you have anything to add to that? I agree with that in terms of, uh, well, all of it really, but celebrating the smaller victories. Mm -hmm. If we get a a positive comment on one of our videos on YouTube, we share it with each other and we kind of, we celebrate that. Every little thing just to help um, continue that energy. And also I think it's about changing the perception of yourself because instead of doing that kind of self-talk where you're saying this is, I want to be a singer, I want to, I want to do this, I want, no, I'm doing it, I'm, I'm doing this, and this is what I love. And sharing that love for it with everyone and talking about it and going out and meeting people and supporting others who are at your level or, or around your level and in that and talking about it, I think you can kind of build a community of mutual support, and I think mm-hmm. that's key also. Yeah, definitely. So how do you handle the inevitable ups and downs mentally? I hear the passion, that you have a passion for doing the stuff that you like and the music, but, you know, every once in a while you put yourself into a situation where you have to remind yourself that successful people do the things that failures sometimes refuse to. That's a line I learned a long time ago. And you know you might be going to some place and there might not be a big turnout or maybe there's some people and they're preoccupied. I think everybody's ever I think everybody's ever done anything probably had a situation where they said, you know, should we even play this gig or should we give it everything we got? And now that turned around to maybe being a lucky break. There might be one person in the audience that really made a difference out of the few mm-hmm. that might not have been paying attention. So I've seen, you know, I know for myself many times, I always have to pick myself up, and it's showtime. I mean, when the microphone mm-hmm. is on or the lights go up or the curtains go on, whatever was happening with life in general just has to shut off, and then all of a sudden it's showtime. Have you, mm-hmm. When you were first getting started, remembering that, you know, there's a lot of people that listen in, uh, kids and and people that are looking for, I have to reinvent myself, and I might be going through these same things. Were there any specific situations where you can say, you know, you remember that one gig that we did, and it was like, you know, some guy, and there was a whole bunch of people that weren't paying attention, and it was like, you know, we had this little thing, and they put us in a little corner, and then, you know, you can almost finish the rest of my story. Did you play a lot of those? Um, I mean, we definitely had shows where, you know, we wished that the turnout had been bigger than it was. But I look at every every performance opportunity as, you know, a, a very serious thing. Yes, you know, have have fun with it. But, you know, like you said, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who's going to be in the audience, who's going to be listening. So to me, I feel like every show is, is an opportunity, is an opportunity either for someone new to hear our music or 
even just an opportunity for us to get experience performing live, which is invaluable in my opinion. Um, so I, I think that to try and, and, and keep yourself from, from becoming discouraged about something like that, you know, just I would say my advice would be just look at it as another opportunity to perform. It, there's, there's never a bad show, in my opinion. So. Excellent. And did you ever have one of those where it wasn't like, you know, you weren't really sure, but you gave it everything you got anyway, and then, bam, at the end of that, somebody came up to you and said, hey, can you play this gig, or can you do this, and can you do that? Whereas if you wouldn't have given it everything you had, you might have missed out on that opportunity. Can you think of any specific things like that where you got a lucky break? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we performed actually at a Lithuanian uh, festival a couple years ago, and you know now that had to be a low attendance one because I think besides me and you, there's like three other people in the U.S. Like, <laughs> well, actually, there's a big there's a big Lithuanian community here. You would be quite surprised. <laughs> and actually, every first weekend of October, we'll see you there. Oh, really? St. <laughs> Casimir's Church. Every first weekend of October, it's a huge thing, and we've played there I think two or three years in a row, and we'll probably be back there again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the one instance I was thinking of was, uh, you know, and at a festival, you've got so much going on. You've got, you know, music coming from other places. You've got people that are trying out uh, Lithuanian food that they may not have ever experienced before. People are talking and drinking, lots of drinking going on. Um, and so they may not always be listening to or paying attention to uh, what's going on on stage. And sometimes that can be a little frustrating, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we, this particular instance, like I said, we, we always give it everything we've got. And we were approached afterward by a Lithuanian doctor who uh, wanted to have us play for his private birthday party uh, out at uh, the Elvis estate in Palm Springs. And so it turned into, you know, a, a great opportunity for us to, to perform again, and you know, for for a private party, and it was it was great. It was, it was a very interesting experience, actually. Excellent. So, yeah. Well, I know we have another song coming up, and I think the title of this one is called "They Say." So, can you give mm -hmm. us the backstory with that one? They say is about um, that struggle that you might sometimes have to quiet the opinions of others and kind of try to find your own voice in how you feel about something or somebody, that's what this song is about. It's a little more poppy than the others, too. So. <laughs> Perfect. So I guess mm -hmm. if Axel is ready to spin that record, Axel, they say... They say you'll be fine forgetting.
radio.com forward slash serious s-i-r-i-u-s hyphen t-h-e hyphen movie and uh, get your pre-ordered tickets and support that film and back to Gaia and Peter Mingles I feel like I should be turning over letters or something right now (laughs) that was a great song that was a great song and I I have a couple couple of playful questions relative to that song Um, Mm -hmm. so here you gals you know you're Pretty and everything else like that. Did you have like previous boyfriends call you up and say, "Oh, you wrote that about me," and have to say to them, <laughs> "Not really." <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I haven't personally. Said. I don't know if Aura has. I've had I've had requests, okay. and then the songs that I've written, I probably wouldn't tell them that it was about them. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I guess. I <laughs> As I was listening to that, I'm like, okay, and all, every old boyfriend that these girls ever had is going to call them back and say, oh, I didn't know you felt that way about me, and you're going to be like, well, I didn't. It was just a song that I thought about. You're going to stir up some trouble today. Yeah, I'm so okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so where do you get kind of like, you know, where do you get inspired uh, relative to the songs that you write? Because, you know, some really great songs, and I would imagine that you feel like this is a certain level of expression. Um, so where do you find maybe like your next tune? Where is that going to come from? Is it the stuff that you're going through now? Is it stuff that you've been through before? Is it stuff that happens to you on a regular basis? Or does it just seem like it comes up, you know, like it's just like so natural, like every day? Definitely the natural. There's really no rhyme or reason or predicting it, (laughs) unfortunately. I mean, it definitely, I think it's a combination. I think it, it's definitely natural, and the inspiration part of it just kind of comes from the ether somewhere. Um, and then there is obviously the the um, technical part of it where you're, you know, making sure things are uh, fit with the with the timing and, and, and the rhymes are there. And, you know, so there definitely is some technical aspect to it. But I, I tend to... Uh, I think 
what I write about tends to come from experiences that have happened in the past. It's hard for me to write about something that's happening right now because I don't necessarily have a very good perspective on it always in the moment it's happening. So a lot of times things will come up from the past that I've gained a new perspective on and, um, and for some reason, it's easier for me to write about it, maybe because the emotions aren't as strong. Uh, sometimes that can maybe influence it in a negative way. Um, but uh, I, I love the ocean. I grew up in South Florida. It, it, uh, ocean for me is a very spiritual thing, and a lot of times uh, I, I go to the beach to be inspired. It's just, you know, the vastness of, of the ocean is just awe-inspiring. And so a lot of a lot of ideas come to me then, and obviously, relationships, past relationships, failed relationships are are always a good source of inspiration for songs. Okay, so I I don't know how to ask the next question. So do you <laughs> do you think <laughs> I'm in search of a new song, so I have to like date this guy? <laughs> I'm I'm looking for, you know, an interesting theme. So if it's okay with you, can I date you for a while so I can actually come up with my next song? (laughs) That's a good point. Um, (laughs) I I think that that life in general just uh, is full of inspiration. I don't think you necessarily have to go out in search of it, um, you know, by, by dating someone specifically just to come up with a um, I that think that that was a fun question, but it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really funny though. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are people out there that uh, that may subconsciously seek out drama to, you know, to feel their their art. Uh, you know, you have that stigma of the uh, the troubled or the tortured. I don't necessarily think you have to go that far um, to find inspiration, but it definitely helps. But I wouldn't suggest going out and, and seeking it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. All right, so in reference to the business behind the business, because you can have great music, you can sing wherever you want to sing, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got to figure out, like, wait a minute, like Mick Jagger, that guy can't dance. The guy can barely sing. Who knows how in the world the guy's still alive. And he, he and his band figure out how to make a ton of money, you know, and they're still touring. I don't know how they do that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. You know, and they just make a bazillion dollars, and that was maybe the old way that people do it. And now you guys have been doing this for three years collectively together, and it's a totally different arena. You, you don't necessarily need the big record album anymore. You can do the right things. You can have a massive following. We've seen how with the crowdfunding or the crowdsourcing, people like Amanda Palmer, you know, gain like or raise like a $1.2 million. They see how their fans actually are contributing um, to their level of success as well. So there's the business behind the business. We've had uh, John Ojaka, I think his last name was pronounced, who did some stuff relative to, hey, I found my way online and figured out how to do all that sort of stuff. Um, Is that a plan of action for you, or are you planning on doing it a different way? I know you're touring. Um, You know, you're going to be in South Florida a little bit later on, and you've been around Mm -hmm. in different places, and you do that favorite Lithuanian church. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first of October, which would be, which would be a blast to actually yes, see. But uh, so, what what is your what is like? The, or do you have? Is it still like part of the thing? That, no, we really like enjoying this sort of stuff, and it's going to happen over time when they're really not pushing it. Or what's your plan for future expansion relative to the business behind the music? 
I think a video should be next on our. I think mm-hmm. YouTube is a big way of going about it, and yeah. I think that that should be our next um, energy. How would, we, how would we see you now? Because before the show, obviously, I was watching some stuff, and there were different links that they showed me. So for those people that are listening in that might want to take a look at you know what you gals are doing, where would they go find you? Uh, they can find us pretty much anywhere uh, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, Reverb Nation, and if they if they plug in name Gaia G A I A, and then also uh, Clarity, which is the name of our EP actually, it's it's the name of the song, and we also named the EP after it. Uh, type in Gaia Clarity pretty much anywhere, iTunes, and and it'll pop up. They'll be able to see videos on YouTube and, uh, and get the album on iTunes, on uh, CD Baby, Bandcamp. I mean. There's a, there's a innumerable sites out there, and, and we're on we're on a vast majority of them. So. so how did you get started with saying, okay, so here's our stuff? How did you get it onto iTunes? There might be some people listening in and say, wow, I wonder how they did that. Sure. Um, CD is a I had I had heard of CD Baby um, probably years before I we actually utilized it. I kind of you know stored it in the back of my mind just in case I ever needed it, and sure. Uh, we came out with our EP a couple years ago. We uh, got on CD Baby, and they're great about uh, self-distribution. You can sell your album on CD Baby, but they also distribute your music to iTunes, to Amazon, to Spotify, RDO, and pretty much anywhere. So you start, off, you start off with one, and then it kind of carries over into other areas of distribution as well? Right, yeah. CD Baby is, is, is kind of a one-stop shop. You go there, you set set up a profile, put all your, your music up there, and uh, and they kind of do the rest for you. It's a pretty uh, platform for independent artists. Excellent. And then you guys are doing shows right now. Where are you going to be if somebody wanted to come see you guys live? Well, we're going to be in South Florida, actually, like you mentioned. Uh, next month, uh, we're going to be there from the dates of May 9th through the a show that Friday, which is May, uh, will be at the Living Room, which is in Bourne Beach. Saturday, May 11th, will be at the Propaganda in Lake And then on Sunday, uh, the 12th, we'll be at e in West Palm Beach, which is where I'm from. And then as soon as we get back, literally the very next night, uh, May 16th, in LA, and we'll be at the House of Blues in the Parish Room at uh, 7:30 uh, p.m. So people can come see us in Florida. If they're in Florida, they'll be able to come see us in LA on May 16th, which is actually our birthday. <laughs> so kind of making it a you know um, a combined event, which will be really fun. so. Well, that'll yeah. be great and happy birthday. And where are you guys located from? We're actually. Los Angeles. Uh, I am in a little town called Playa del Rey, which is along the beach, and Ara lives in Beverly Hills, and we play all over Los Angeles, along the Sunset Strip, and pretty much anywhere that'll have it. Very nice. Well, I uh, I know uh, we're going to be taking a, uh, the last commercial break, but I've enjoyed having you here. It is uh, wonderful to be able to hear your music. We wish you success. Hopefully you'll be able to come back again. 
um, sure. when you're down here in Florida, maybe we'll get a chance to check you out, you guys out. That's where I'm from, and I love oh, the beach. Really? Just yeah, I love the beach just as well. So talented bunch of people. You gals are really fantastic. Love the music, and we wish you the greatest level of success that you that you're willing to work for. And it sounds like you gals are really working your tails up too. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure. All right, that's it. Axel, tell him goodbye. And uh, thanks so much for joining us with Gaia. Thanks and we'll for you listening guys to tomorrow. the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.